the topic that I wanted us to meditate on this morning as we begin this week is uh, uh, Father of Mercies, Merciful Father. In a world increasingly without mercy, uh, you and I, as sons and daughters of our Heavenly Father, we need to look at God's character. The more we look at God's character, the more you and I will realize uh, mercy is a very core character of God. A, one, one commentary, it, it even says uh, uh, mercy is, uh, uh, you know, the most characteristic attribute of God. Uh, that's why he's called father of mercy. That means when God is called the father of mercies, that means there is mercy nowhere else. When he is the father of mercies, that means for mercy begins with him. All mercy comes from him. He is the source of mercy. Uh, he is the reason for mercy. I want us to look at some verses. The main verse that I would like us to look at is first, uh, you know, second, uh, uh, you know, second Corinthians, chapter one, verse three, where he's called Father of Mercies. It goes like this: Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of Mercies, and God of all comfort. He is the Father of Mercies and God of all comfort. What an appropriate name for the times that we live in. When there is no mercy, whether within the family or outside the family, it's pretty much the same. No mercy. You make a mistake, you're out. You made a wrong calculation on the road and you have an accident, it's your problem. You made a financial mistake, it's your headache. There is no mercy. Mercy literally is not deserving what we deserve. Not being given what we deserve. We deserve punishment because of our failures. And God is saying, I choose to forgive you. Uh, Micah has a very powerful passage. Micah Chapter 7, verse 18. Who is a God like you who pardons iniquity and passes over the rebellion uh, and passes over the rebellious act of the remnant of his possession? Who is a God like you who pardons iniquity? He forgives and passes over the rebellious act of the remnant of his inheritance of possession. He does not retain his anger forever because he delights in loving kindness. Does not retain his anger forever. Mercy is not being what we deserve, which is punishment. The other side of that is grace. Giving us what we don't deserve. We don't deserve unconditional love. We don't deserve forgiveness again and again. 
when we willingly, even though God forgives, we don't deserve eternal life, we don't deserve the Holy Spirit. We don't deserve the work of God in our lives because we are so corrupt. We don't deserve God's presence. There are so many things we don't deserve because of our broken, carnal nature. But God grants us all of those. Grace being given what we don't deserve. Whereas mercy is not giving the punishment we deserve. Together, this is two sides of the same thing. And in the middle, just look at it like a fruit. One side of the fruit or one layer of the fruit is mercy. The next layer of the fruit is grace. And in the middle, the seed is forgiveness. The core of this fruit is forgiveness. The core of mercy is forgiveness. The center of uh, grace is forgiveness. He gives, he gives completely. I want us to look at another verse, Luke 6.36. Luke 6.36 has a very a powerful call on our lives. Be merciful just as your father is merciful. Be merciful just as your father is merciful. We, we began by saying, Father of mercies, the word of God has full of reference, instances of God's forgiveness. But then he's called Father of mercies to remind us that's a, that he's the source. Mercy doesn't come from our, our heart by itself. One morning we wake up and we decide to be merciful now. We are forgiven. We have experienced mercy. All of us have experienced mercy every day. Every day, unintentionally or intentionally, we wander. And the merciful Father brings us back and receives us back as Father, forgetting. Even the prodigal, you remember, he begins to come back and begins starts to, doesn't even let him. He hugs, he hugs him to so tight that there's no more need to say anything. Father who understands our uh, weakness, our failures. He covers him immediately. He's coming in filth. All, everything gone. He doesn't want anybody to see the sun as he comes with nothing. So he covers him with a robe says, bring the best robe. Bring the best robe and cover him. And he is without his ring. You know, bring the ring of authority. See, all, all of those are uh, mercy and, and grace. Giving him what he doesn't deserve and withholding the punishment that he deserves. Mercy and grace. Here in Luke, he calls us to be merciful. In fact, the word is not just be merciful, it's become merciful. 
become merciful. Ponder over that. Ponder over that that fact of uh, uh, that that particular fact. Become merciful. Be merciful. Become merciful. That means become a person in whose character itself is mercy. Not just some one merciful thing you do, one act of mercy. It's more than that. It's a continuous uh, way of life. Merciful father is looking for merciful children, merciful sons and daughters. Why? Because we've been given. We've been forgiven. We've been given mercy. He has been merciful to us, not once, not twice, again and again and again and again. All through our lives, he's been merciful. All of us have something that's rubbing us, someone who's rubbing us, some situation where we are angry, somebody that we want to set right. We don't want to forgive. We want to hold them accountable. There are various ways we can look at it. But then, Somebody asks the Lord how many times, you know, and he says, you know what, not once, not twice, all the time. And then he goes on to say, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, Luke chapter 6. And bless those who curse you, pray for those who mistreat you. You know, verse 30, give to everyone who asks of you. Whoever takes you away, what is your, you know, no, whoever takes away what is yours, do not demand it back. He's calling for another way of life. What he's saying, not only you have received, so you give, it is there. You've been given and much expected of you. Very much true. He's taking it to the next level. He's saying, you initiate it. Treat others the same way you want them to treat you. You know, verse 35, love your enemies. Do good and lend, expecting nothing in return. And your reward will be great. From who? From the Father. And you will be sons of the Most High. Because he gives, not expecting. He continually gives and gives and gives. For he himself is kind to ungrateful and evil men. Be merciful just as your father is merciful. Basically asking us, can, can you as my daughter, as my son, imitate me in my character? My character is mercy. My character is grace. It's forgiveness. Will you have compassion the same way I have had on you? That's the beginning. From no mercy to become, to do acts of mercy. And then from being merciful to becoming merciful. Becoming merciful. For that to become not a practice, but an ingrained way of life. 
Later on, he says, give and will be given to you. They will pour into your lap a good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. For by your standards of measure, it will be measured to you in return. You already saw that. Because you have received. Even if it goes all the way through. Remember the tabernacle? Remember the ark? Where God sang, what was it called? It was called mercy seat. The very dwelling of God is called mercy seat. Mercy seat. Why? Because you and I need it. He knows we need it. We know his children need it. The place where forgiveness is given is everything is cleansed. It's called the mercy seat. The dwelling place of God. The throne of God. Mercy seat. He alone is merciful. And he is calling us to be merciful. I want us to look at another passage where it didn't go well. It didn't go the way it was supposed to go. Matthew 18. Matthew 18, we have this guy who owed to his master amount that he could never pay back. And since he you know, starts from verse 23 onwards, but since he did not have means to repay, his Lord commanded him to be sold along with his wife and children and all that he had and repayment to be made. The slave fell to the ground and prostrated himself before him, saying, have patience with me and I will repay you everything. And the Lord of that slave felt compassion and released him and forgave him the debt, all that he owed, which was a lot, which was, it says, more than 15 years of labor. That's how much he owed. 10,000 talents. Verse 28, but the slave went out and found one of his fellow slaves who owed him a hundred you know, just hundred, hundred days labor. He was 15 years worth of labor to the master. And the master has just forgiven him. He walks out, grabs the neck of one guy who owes him only hundred days of labor. Hundred denarii. And he seized him and began to choke him, saying, pay back what you so his fellow slave fell to the ground and began to plead with him, just like he did five minutes ago. Have patience with me and I will repay you. But he was unwilling and went and threw him in prison until he should pay back what was owed. So when his fellow slaves saw what had happened, they were deeply grieved and came and reported to their Lord all that had happened. Then summoning him, the one who has forgiven everything, his Lord said to him, you wicked slave, 
for I gave you all that I for I gave you all that debt because you pleaded with me. You couldn't pay back. Should you not also have had mercy on your fellow slave in the same way that I had mercy on you? Should you not also have had mercy on your fellow worker, on your fellow family, on your friend, cousin, relative, neighbor, in the same way that I had mercy on you? That question is not done with. That question is going to be asked to many, many, many of God's children. And his Lord moved with anger, handed him over to the torturers until he should repay all that was owed. Last verse, my heavenly Father will also do the same to you if each of you does not forgive his brother from your heart. Friends, mercy is not an option. God sees us only in those colors, the one who received mercy and the one who is merciful. And the one who received mercy and the one who is not merciful. See, he had received, but in his head, he still had not received. He still is trying to pay back to the master. Because actually, he just asked for some more time. They both of them think they can pay back. This is beyond him. He doesn't realize that. So, when the master sees him in this condition, he initiates mercy. He did not ask for mercy. He just asked for some time. Saying, I'll take care of it. I'll take care of it. Many of us are like that. Saying, I'll take care of it. I just need some more time. I'll solve this. God comes to us and says, no, you can't. You're, this is messy. I'll release you. I'll forgive you. But then, because we never asked for forgiveness, we never asked, we just asked for time. We are given something which we have not really appropriated it. So, you see the next guy who owes you, who hurts you, who rubs you wrongly, we're not able to forgive. Because we believe we have not been forgiven. So God has forgiven us. Many of God's people live life as if they have not been forgiven. Because they are so stingy with mercy. The way they disperse mercy, you will know this person does not think that he or she has received mercy. How do people see us? Do I show mercy? Do, I, do they see us occasionally being merciful? Or do they see us merciful on the good and the bad, like the Father does? Some of us like to give to people who can make something out of their life in terms of money, 
so they don't come back to us. But some, where, where will, how, how will the ones that are, can't take care of themselves survive if you and I are not generous to them? So often seeing beggars, we say, he has a good body. She has, she looks strong. She can go and lift some weight, carry some mud or sand somewhere. She should go and work. We put ourselves on the judgment seat and start judging beggars on the road. As if we have not received mercy. If God were to judge us on the way we judge him, oh, how many times you are failing in this? My child, I'm going to teach you a lesson. I'm going to turn my face. You're going to be on your own. I'm not coming near you until you clean this up yourself. Just do that. Like a mother, like a parent, like a father comes back after us. There's another character. Zacchaeus, who's an interesting character because he, once he received mercy, once he received forgiveness of God, he went around and opened his life up. Somebody was clogged, clogged. His life was clogged. It was all about him and, uh, you know, his stuff, his welfare. Care for nobody except himself and his family. He, you know, he probably had a lot of anger also. But then Jesus says, I'm going to live with him. He restores the relationship with Zacchaeus. And Zacchaeus becomes, somebody who received mercy, becomes generous and merciful. He says, half of all I have, I'm going to give. And if I've wronged anybody, you're going to be fortunate today. I'm going to give it back four times. Not what I... Took wrongly four times. Completely, he became a channel, channel of God's mercy. Because I've received mercy. I received mercy from the master today. The king is visiting me. Messiah is visiting me. I mean, his visiting, eating with me means I'm forgiven. All my sins are taken away. Condemnations of the society all cut through. The great I am is visiting me. So the life turns around because he received it fully and he gave it fully. Friends, you may ask how does this apply? It applies in every way. Because no area of our life does not need mercy. Every area of our life needs mercy. The way you deal with your gardener, your driver, your watchman, the maid, or within the family, occasions for mercy arise every Every day, all the time, on the phone, in person, within the family, 
with all those people around us, and even in financial matters, in organizational matters, mercy, need for mercy remains. As long as you and I are human, uh, dwelling in among human, the need for mercy will be there because there will be failures. There will be uh, want. There will be uh, lack. There will be shortcomings. There will be disobedience. There will be rebellion. No mercy. Too mercy. Journey from mercy. No mercy. To mercy. Mercy to be merciful. Be merciful to become merciful. Does the Father looking at us? Is he pleased with us? Do we imitate him? Do we imitate him? Shall we pray? Father God, we ask that you fill us with mercy again this morning. Fill our hearts with compassion for others. Help us to be generous in our lives with forgiveness, with mercy, with grace, with patience, with goodness. Not because of anything else, Lord but because we are sons and daughters of the King. And that is our character. May the world not teach us unforgiveness, mercilessness, which is seen as even good business these days. Merciless, merciless, brutal, that's the way of the world. Help us as your children not to imitate the world, not to learn from the world, but to learn from you. Father of mercies, may we be the channel of mercy in our place, in our country, in our town, in our city, in our places, in our home, in our office, in our street, in Jesus' name we pray.